This is the Senior Bowl Show on Orange and Blue 760. The Mecca, the holy land of college football recruits. Everybody who's anybody is here. All the players and all the teams looking for that perfect fit. The guys from First and Ten at Ted, Ryan Edwards, Andrew Mason, and Steve Atwater. Coverage presented by Century Casino in Central City. Voted Denver's best casino six years running. Now, take it on three. Yeah. One, two, three. Here's Orange and Blue 760's Ryan Edwards. We are live from Radio Row at the site of the Reese's Senior Bowl. Welcome to Orange and Blue 760. This is our day three recap show. Naturally, brought to you by Century Casino in Central City. Voted Denver's best casino six years running. Ryan Edwards, Andrew Mason, Steve Atwater. Typically, you hear us from 10 a.m. to noon, weekdays, Monday through Friday. Uh, but this week, we've had the pleasure of doing a 6 to 7 recap show every night for you. We've done one for day one, day two. And now we are here, day three, the final day of practice that the media are available to see. And uh, we'll bring you our notes throughout this hour as uh, we have some really fun interviews coming up Braxton Berrios if you've been listening to our uh, discussions every single night if you've been listening to us from 10 a.m. to noon uh, yes his name has come up just a few times Lou we're, Walker. Lou we're Walker. Gonna, yeah that's right right he is the he is the reincarnation oh, well Walker's still alive but he is the next <laughs> well Wes Welker Wes Welker 2.0 there it is All that's right, a good one go. I like that I like that yes. Wes Welker 2.0 I probably should have used that I want to talk right. to him, but uh, we, we're going to hear from Braxton Berrios coming up here in just a few minutes. He's, of course, with the North team number eight out of Miami, 5'9", 186, a punt returner, a slot receiver, and if memory serves, the Broncos could use one of those. So uh, Braxton Berrios, a guy that we like a lot, we'll hear from him in just a little bit. Vance Joseph addressing the media following the final day of practice at 620, and then we had a chance to talk to national champion Deshaun Hand, a defensive lineman from Alabama. He's in with the South team. We chatted with him after practice this afternoon, and we'll bring you that interview around 6.50. He's a character. Oh, he is great. <laughs> he is a lot of fun. <laughs> that was fun. That was a fun interview. Yeah, yeah he's a lot of fun. Uh, he, he starts talking about hunting buffaloes. So that's a little bit of a preview uh, about that interview. We get into hunting buffaloes in the midst of that. Not, not like CU buffs, just hunting buffaloes. Uh, we'll we'll describe that and explain that coming up in a little bit. But we start, of course, in our recap show with a look at the quarterbacks. Everybody wants to know, how did they look? Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, we, we're a headlines kind of show. That's where we're going to start. Mace, come to you first. How did you think the quarterbacks did today in the North team? I thought Mayfield had another strong day. But I'll tell you this about Josh Allen. Uh, I did a couple of things that impressed me, and I thought he really stepped up his game today. Number one, I thought he had better touch on the ball at times. And number two, working in the red zone, if he's got the accuracy, that's where the velocity he puts on the football can be his best friend. And there was one play in particular. He hit Cedric Wilson out of Boise State. Mm-hmm. And he, he rolls to the left, and he puts so much hot sauce on this ball that you have – Two defenders in coverage on Wilson. You have another linebacker in front at around the goal line. And he rifles the football in so fast, they can't react quick enough. And Wilson's got a touchdown in the back of the end zone. That was some impressive arm talent from Josh Allen right there. That was towards the end of practice. That was a very nice. And, and, you know, Cedric Wilson – 
just coming coming straight across. But I mean, you're right. It, it, it zipped in there, and before anybody knew it, touchdown. Threading the needle. I mean, yep. you can do that very well. I mean, I just if you again with Josh Allen, if he could just hit some of the easily makeable throws. I don't think we'd be having the conversation about completion percentage and accuracy with him. Now, that's that's a big thing, and it's something that a lot of guys don't fix going to the next level. The inaccuracy is sometimes, or most of the time, something that doesn't get remedied, at least to a degree where you can go from being an inaccurate college quarterback to a precision pro quarterback. But we'll see. Certainly the best throws of Josh Allen, are tremendous. I mean, if you t- if you just did a highlight reel, top four or five plays, Josh Allen versus Baker Mayfield, and you just watch Josh Allen, you'd be like, whoa. Yeah. Yes. But we we saw all of the practices, and we see the big picture. Yeah, I think that's a great way to describe it. It was really enjoyable watching uh, them uh, go there in the red zone. Um, I believe it was the Skelly. They were doing uh, pass Skelly in, in red zone earlier, and uh, Baker Mayfield was up first. Uh, I would say out of – Seven throws, five of them were touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And then when Josh Allen got in there, out of seven throws, about five of them were touchdowns. It was impressive to see both of them. And, you know, I would imagine with Josh Allen going up right after Baker Mayfield, there had to be a little bit of pressure to perform similar, similarly to the way that Baker Mayfield performed, and he did just that uh, through some, some really nice passes. Stayed in there. I saw him get through a, a, a few different progressions and – Uh, Look really smooth. Uh, Josh Allen impressed me in that red zone period. Both guys had a good day. If, you know, yesterday we said Baker Mayfield won that day. Today we're saying what? It was a tie? It was, uh, you know, you – because I thought – I actually, if I'm sitting here today and being honest, I thought Josh Josh Allen had the the better of the day. He showed some some real nice accuracy. You mentioned that that pass there to number 11, uh, Cedric Wilson. But he had so he had some beautiful, beautiful passes. I thought red zone today was one of his strongest moments so far at practice this week. Well, no, I agree with that. His red zone performance was was amazing. But I, I would still say overall, I would say I had to give the 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 the, the, the nod to uh, Baker Mayfield okay. um, just because he completed more passes. He he was the most consistent. Um, in a majority of the drills, in my opinion. And, of course, I didn't see every single pass. I was watching uh, some of the lineman drills. But uh, he just looks like he has a command of this offense. Mm-hmm. And it was very quickly that he was able to do that. Uh, he looks comfortable in the pocket. Uh, he looks like he knows where his second and third uh, receivers are in the progression. Uh, he's able to pump fake and, you know, uh, give safeties a, a look one way, and then he darts the other way. Uh, he, <laughs> I'm impressed, man. I really am. Yeah, it's funny. You know, Mason and I have been talking about Baker Mayfield for several weeks now, and you, you were sort of reserving that kind of judgment until you saw him in person. And over the course of the week, it's it's been interesting to listen to you and your analysis continue to kind of evolve, and now you're – you're at the end of this week, oh, and it man. seems I'm, like you're I'm, kind of a fan. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm almost more so than you guys now, man. I'm, I was sitting on the <laughs> well, side. Well, okay, hold I was, on. No, I, I don't I, know. More, not, so, no, more I, so, more I, so, more so, yeah. Maybe not more so, but I was just sitting on the sidelines and completion. I'm like, wow, completion, wow. Yeah, the consistency Touchdown, factor. bam. It's definitely Touchdown. There. I think the thing is, if you're grading on a curve and saying, okay, well, this quarterback went from this level to a higher level, then I would say – 
grading on a curve you might give the day to Josh Allen, but as I rewatched Baker Mayfield, I couldn't sit there and say that Allen was appreciably better than Mayfield. And Even I, today. Now, but Mayfield was starting today at a higher plateau yeah. than Josh Allen did. Yes. But I got to say, I, I was, as I was watching him, I was looking around like saying, did, did, you, did you see that? You know, but everybody's acting like it's just normal, man. But it's, yeah. it's like, dude, this is amazing. This guy's putting on a show right here. And for all the positivity we could say about the North team quarterbacks, it's almost the exact opposite yeah. for the South yeah. team, <laughs> by the way. Um, and we'll get to that in just a little bit. I got to say on one more thing on Baker Mayfield, there's one play to your guy, Deshaun Hamilton. Yes. It was in 7-on-7 seven seven red zone. I'm re-watching it right now. And the line of scrimmage is at the 20. Mm-hmm. And – Hamilton, he's he's getting out for a fade, but when Baker starts to throw the ball, starts his windup, Hamilton's at the 11-yard line, and he hasn't even made his break to the back corner. And then the ball is out. You have the sa- he's beaten the corner by by just a step, and the safety's coming in, and it's just dropped in there. <laughs> I know. I, I wrote that one down yeah. right here. Yes, and, and I, Hamilton had to kind of turn back to 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 adjust to make the play, so it wasn't like it was out in front. But just the anticipation that Baker Mayfield has of his receivers, that coupled with looking off the safeties, it, what you saw in Oklahoma getting the offense in the right play, you know, pre-snap, he's doing the things that elite NFL Man. quarterbacks do. So Deshaun Hamilton has been a standout. Braxton yeah. Berrios, who we're a big fan of, Possible slot receiver late in the draft that the Broncos could have an eye on. I had a chance to talk to him shortly after practice today. I began by asking him, typically as we do, how's it been going this week? Uh, you know, it's been good. It's, it's nice to in the three days of practice on a day like today. Um, you know, I think you know, obviously improved over the last three days. And, you know, you get more comfortable with the quarterbacks and the plays and the routes and all those little things that go into it. So, uh, you know, I, I ended on a high this this, uh, this week of practice. Oh, I completely agree. What do you think about the tempo of a professional football practice? I like it. I like it a lot. I mean, I'm used to working, you know, myself into the dirt practice. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a very uh, hard worker in practice. So, you know, really, you know, huddling and stuff is actually kind of a slowdown for me. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it's good. And seeing how a normal NFL practice would go or, you know, the system, how it works and everything, it's, it's been really insightful. Give me a little bit of scouting of the quarterbacks for the North roster, what it's been like catching the balls from those guys. I mean, I can't say a bad thing about any of them. I mean, they, they obviously, uh, you know, they all have their great balls. And, you know, just like the receivers in every other position, you know, they, they had to make adjustments through the week as well. And I think, again, today, I think they got better each day. And I think today was the best balls, you know, any of them really have thrown consistently on a consistent basis. And I don't think, I don't think we had an interception today either. So, you know, that, that just goes to show. Well, let me let me make it more specific. Then uh, a lot's been made about Josh Allen's arm. Mm-hmm. What's it like catching a ball from him? He has a strong arm. He has a really strong arm, and uh, you know, a lot of times you you don't you don't see that particularly in college. You know, somebody who, who with the flick of a wrist. I mean, it's it's humming. So you know, it's, it's been fun seeing again seeing that type of ball from you know with an NFL football for the first time from you know a potential first round pick. And well, no, first number one pick, yeah, yeah. first round of consensus, <laughs> but a potential, you know, number one pick, which is uh, is pretty special to be working out with somebody here like that. Some of the challenges of playing the slot, you know, 
challenges overall, uh, you know, you, you got to be comfortable going across the middle, taking hits, and you know, you got to you got to play way bigger than you are for the most part. You know, at least uh, at least a lot of the, the people that are my size in the league. Um, you know, but that's that's something that if you play slide, you know, and you love. You know, I'm obviously, you know, I love going across the middle. I love making those plays, and you know, I, I do play a lot bigger than than I am. So, you know, things I love. I agree with that, and. It seems like sometimes with that position, you kind of have to give up your body a little bit to get those catches. You do, you do, you know, and, uh, you know, you, you don't really have much, you know, fades outside where it's just you in the sideline, you know, it's, it's you across the middle, and, you know, to be honest, half the time you, you don't know who might be around, and, uh, you know, that, that's something you, you just grow to love. I mean, it's, it's kind of like punt return, you know, I, I truly think it's the scariest job in football, but I, <laughs> I love it to death. I mean, there, there's no better thrill in football than uh, than being, you know, that, that sole man back there, really, uh, you know, it's you in front of however many thousand in the stands and another 20, uh, 21 guys, you know, 45 yards from you. So, uh, you know, it's those things you get comfortable with and you love, and that's why you play the position. Yeah, as, as a punt returner, is that sort of a way you think you can get on the field a little faster at the pro level? Oh, for sure. You know, I, I truly think that, you know, going in year one, wherever I am, you know, I, I expect to start as, as a returner, for sure. And, you know, if I'm not starting at receiver, then at least be, you know, heavy in the rotation. But, you know, definitely, definitely, you know, goal number one by far is to definitely be that starting returner. And then, you know, you never know who you're going to get drafted by or where you're going to go and the situation there. But obviously contribute as a receiver as well. Just a couple more for you. What are the Broncos giving you as far as feedback this week? I mean, they've, they've been giving me great feedback. Uh, Coach Azani was actually at Tennessee when I was coming out of high school. So he recruited me there. So we already had a previous relationship. And uh, so, yeah, he's, um, you know, he's coaching me hard. And, and that's what I want. You know, I came here to learn and to uh, compete. Final thing, what are you hoping at the end of this week, the impression that you've left on these on these scouts, these coaches around here? Just solidified everything they saw in film, you know, that, that I'm a very, very reliable target, that I'm a hard worker, and that I'm going to make plays. Very good. Been fun to watch you. Good luck this week. Thank you. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. Take care. Love his confidence. That was uh, Braxton Berrios from Miami, number eight. And, uh, boy, you love his confidence. You love a guy that takes pride. Remember we talked to Rick Upschurch taking pride as a punt returner, oh, yeah. not being afraid of, hey, look, we got, you got 21 guys you know, right in front of you, 11 of them were trying to kill you. And he said, hey, I, I expect to be a starter and I expect to perform there. Right. And, of course, he, he knows he has to put the work in. Um, that punt return position, from talking to Rick Upchurch, I mean, I, I never was a punt returner. I, you know, I caught a few punts, but never was a punt returner. But those guys have to catch so many balls just to make sure that they're ready for any situation. However, that ball comes off the punter's foot, whether left-footed, right-footed, middle-footed, whatever. Yes. <laughs> you know what the middle foot is? The middle foot. Okay, yeah. I do know what the middle foot is. I, it's not used very often in football, but <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm aware of it. tripods? <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll hear from Vance Joseph, uh, who, of course, the Broncos are coaching the North team. The final practice that we were able to attend today, plus more notes and thoughts about the players and the way they performed today. We'll come back and do that. This, of course, is our Day 3 Recap Show presented by Century Casino in Central City. Voted Denver's best casino six years running. Ryan Edwards, Andrew Mason, and Steve Atwater live from Radio Row at the Reese's Senior Bowl, Orange and Blue 760. All right, welcome back to Radio Row at the Reese's Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. This is our Day 3 Recap live here as we bring it to you, brought to you by Central Casino in Central City. Voted Denver's best casino six years running. Andrew Mason, Steve Atwater, myself, Ryan Edwards with you. And, uh, of course, we just heard from Braxton Berrios. 
Uh, we'll have, by the way, uh, as far as another wide receiver, you mentioned him earlier in uh, Deshaun Hamilton. We'll have that interview tomorrow on our show, First and 10 at 10. We had a chance to talk to him. Uh, he had some impressive answers as well. Mm-hmm. Coming up uh, in just a moment, we'll hear from Vance Joseph following practice. And then at 6.50, you're going to hear from Deshaun Hamilton. Who? Uh, sorry, Deshaun Hamilton. Sorry, Deshaun <laughs> Hand. Deshaun Hand. Yeah, you hey, guys I, on your mind. Huh? Yeah, I yeah, almost yeah. made that mistake when we were on yeah. our, our Facebook Live on Broncos TV about 5.45. Yeah. I nearly said De- Deshaun Hand instead of Deshaun Hamilton. Yeah, you caught it. I, I, yeah, before 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 it got out of hand. Yes, Deshaun Hand from Alabama defensive lineman. A very entertaining interview. Don't want to miss it. That's coming up at 6.50. All right, guys, uh, let's get to some more notes from today's uh, North practice and guys that impressed. We talked a little about the quarterbacks. One more thing before we move on for, from quarterbacks. Yeah. We had some uh, ball velocity data that oh, was put out great. Um, from the Senior Bowl Twitter feed early, about an hour ago. Um, 54% of Baker Mayfield's passes today were at over 50 miles per hour. 51% for Josh Allen. Hmm. How many? What percentage? For 54% of Mayfield's passes today were over 50 miles per hour. Mm. Josh Allen had 51% of his passes over 50. Now, you know, some of it, hey, you want to see touch, and obviously yes. Allen had, you know, hat basically close to half his passes under 50, hat a little bit over half below. But I think there needs to be kind of some re- revisiting of the notion that Baker Mayfield is this weak-armed quarterback <laughs> that some people have. And exactly. I don't know where it comes from based on what I saw at Oklahoma, but you've got data here that shows it just isn't true. Yeah, how's that for data? I tell you what, stats are for losers, right? That's yeah, right. Yeah. That's a that's a great stat, and and really, as far as the quarterbacks go, I mean, look, they were working in red zone today, so you would expect a little bit uh, more even velocity because you can't just sling it in there. But yeah, I, I think that over the course of the week, that myth should be put to rest. There was nothing about Baker Mayfield's arm that should be any concern whatsoever. If if teams want to knock him down for his height, if they want to knock him down ahead, for some of his do. personality. Knock him, knock him down to number five. Great. Let him fall to us at number five, uh, possibly even further. We'll, uh, we'll have plenty of opportunities to continue to discuss that. Let's talk about some guys that impressed out there today. Uh, look, it was, a, it was an offensive show for the North team. The quarterbacks were hot. The wide receivers were hot. Deshaun Hamilton, overall, one of the top guys. Michael Gallup had a nice day, and Alan Lazard, we mentioned him yesterday, out of Iowa State, wide receiver. Uh, he, you know, he's 6'5". He, he's not not a great separation wide yeah, receiver. I was going to say he gets no separation, yeah. but, but at his size, he knows he has to do stuff in traffic, and that he does very right. well. An excellent body control going up and adjusting sometimes in mid-flight to the ball. To get to it, that's what impressed me about him. He just kept coming down with a lot of those 50-50 balls in the end zone. Yep. And so I had to, we have to at least give him a shout-out for that. I can't say that, uh, you know, again, he, he's had a, a few moments throughout the week. He's not a guy, look, he, he, he'll probably be a, a late-round draft pick more than anything. But, you know, maybe he might be a guy that's going to be a little bit of a tweener. You could transition him to the tight end because of his size, add a little bit more weight on him. I thought, you know, he showed enough sort of like basketball skills, you know, catching it if you were in the five-yard line or in. I kind of like him as a, as a kind of target guy. I do, yeah, I do too. And I think uh, the interesting thing, I mean, I know the criticism was that, hey, you really can't get much separation. But if you have a specialized role for him, you don't have to worry about that. And I think uh, he's showing up. And remember, you know, a very prolific target for that offense this year as well. I mean, he was – he was the number one receiver on that team, and he, he looked like a number one today. I know Braxton Berrios said that there were no interceptions. He was wrong. 
Uh, he was actually Tanner Lee threw an interception to Taron Johnson out of Weber State, six foot one eighty five. That was the uh, the only interception uh, when it came to the North team. Otherwise, though, again, it was such a, an offensive uh, performance today. Kalen Ballage, I thought, continued to look like one of the best running backs yeah. out there. Yeah, he's a big boy too, man. There was a brilliant screen to Akram Wadley from Iowa. Great vision yes. by Wadley getting yes. into the open field. I love that play. That was easily his best play of the week. Yep. And he basically he added another 15 yards on that by himself. He had some good blocking, but a lot of that was Wadley just seeing where to go and getting there in a hurry, hitting fifth gear. Look at he split. It was yeah. great. And you know who's out in front there? Our guy, Will Hernandez. Of course. Oh, <laughs> dude, he, he buried somebody. I, I always appreciate a guy that he comes into the week with a lot of hype, and he just continues to add on to it. And he's not, he not telling you about it. He's just doing it. He's just doing it. He, he really did have a strong week from start to finish. Well Let's, done, better than well said, right? Oh, yes. Oh, man. I, I want to get some guys that stood out to you guys. Coming up in just a second, but let's first hear from head coach Vance Joseph speaking to the media following practice. You getting a better feel now that we're a few practices in about this week and what's going on? Absolutely. Uh, you can see the guys get better and better you know, each day, and that's fun to see. You know, you got guys who come out on Tuesday, and we help them with their stands, help them with their eyes and technique, and you watch them do it and get better on Thursday. So that's that's fun to watch. Is that great to see the consistency, the teaching moments, and then the, the absolutely, learning? Absolutely. Absolutely. Guys who can take the teachings you know, obviously from day to day and from the classroom to the field is important. I mean, that's the advantage of coaching this game, to have that insight on players that you can coach them to get better. You know, you see these physical traits and guys are just raw. You apply some coaching to it, it can be a player. So that is good to see guys get better from coaching. Fans, how did you handle the install for the quarterback? Mm-hmm. Well, it was it was uh, a two-part install. It was obviously first, second, uh, a little bit of third down the first day and then third down red zone. Um, it was installed every every morning, you know, on the uh, on the uh, overhead, okay. So those guys, those guys have had it for about uh, three days now, but it hadn't been a problem. You know, all four quarterbacks have been really sharp with the install. We put some no huddle stuff in for those guys, and you can see the no huddle stuff. It lights them up because that's what they're used to, you know. And they're used to being out of the huddle and hand signals and all those things. So that no huddle is really fun to watch with those guys because that's 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 their comfort. How'd they do with the stuff that wasn't their comfort? Not bad, you know. Obviously, the snap uh, from center is. Is always talked about. That's not a big deal. You know, guys can do those things. It's just more the footwork from the snap from the center that we're working on, and that, that that comes with time. You know, that's not that's 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 an easy fix for you know a good football coach. So it was fun to watch the QBs actually get better at that thing, and just watch them compete and have fun and you know be good teammates. Do you challenge them a little bit with that part of it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. You know, I mean, it's it's almost a joke in the you know, in a QB room about that part of their games. But um, all four guys have been really, really engaged. It's been fun to see. From the team as a whole, what have you seen in terms of their demeanor in meetings mm-hmm. and right. going about things away from the field? Well, guys are, you know, they're very serious in the meetings. You know, this is a, this is a job interview. You know, you know, some guys are really quiet because they want to be attentive and they want to, you know, figure out what's going on. All right, there you go. That's Vance Joseph speaking with the media. Guys, let's get to your guy, the players that you are impressed with on the third day, give me a little bit of sort of as they've developed over the course of the week, guys that stood out th- today. And I mean, tomorrow we'll wrap it up and give us our final thoughts and final grades. But what what, what did what did you think? Let's go to Steve here first. Uh, what did you think of 
some of these players? Give me uh, give me a couple guys that stood out to you. Okay. Uh, first off, I got Ar- Armani Watts. He's a safety out, out of Texas, Texas A&M. Okay. He had a couple of nice pass breakups. Uh, he, I saw him doing some one-on-one against the tight ends, mm-hmm. uh, covering pretty good. Also, uh, coming up and, and filling the gaps uh, on on some, some run reads. Uh, now, he – is not a super, you know, he's not the largest safety that's here. Uh, I like his size, though. No, 5'11", 205. Five, no, well, okay, 5'11", 205, 210. Um, but that's that's adequate, you know, because we know that at the safety position that he's plays, he'll be playing some man-to-man against uh, some wide receivers as well. But uh, he stood out to me also, uh, Jalen Holmes, defensive end out mm-hmm. of Ohio State. Oh, he's good. Yeah, he, he caused quite a bit of noise uh, <laughs> when they were down on the right end of the field. Uh, he was pretty fired up too. Um, and then uh, Jalen Samuels, a running back. Um, yes. Nice touchdown run in the red zone. Love that. NC State. Yeah, NC State, yes. Because what happens is you've got a lot of traffic developing in the right side, and he does a good – in fact – one of his offensive linemen, actually, is on the ground. Like, his knees are down on the ground, so he's got to kind of sidestep him. And then he goes off off guard inside the tackle, and then a nice block on that play also from Cedric Wilson we talked about mm-hmm. with the touchdown reception mm-hmm. earlier to get Samuels into the end zone. Yep. Very good play. Yeah. I thought that. And it was a really good day for the running backs on the North team. Mm-hmm. You know, overall, Belage was good as he continues to be very good over the course of the week. And uh, we mentioned that uh, Wadley screen that uh, was was a lot of him. There was definitely good blocking, a lot of him. And then, yeah, it was nice to see uh, that uh, Jalen Samuels out of NC State run into the end zone. All right, Mace, give me a couple guys that you were impressed with today. I thought Brett Toth had a good day yes. as well. Easily his best yep. day. And you know what? We talked about that's a guy that you want to see growth from day to day, mm-hmm. especially in pass pro. And certainly that was there. I'm watching one play where he kind of helps uh, get gets up gets up a yard or two. He and Wyatt Teller end up uh, with a good block that sets up Baker Mayfield for an attempt. So good stuff from Toth. You mentioned Samuels as well, who uh, I thought had his best day so far uh, of, of the week out of NC State. And, uh, and you know, we go back to Deshaun Hamilton. I mean, yeah. He's, you know, <laughs> it's consistent. Yeah. Yeah, and he I, was. And I'm watching the Lazard catch again yep. right now. I just have that up, and, and, and he's got the corner tight on him. It's a nice ball by Baker Mayfield. I mean, I, maybe you want a little bit more outside, but it gets the job done. And you get, it's part of it is trust, knowing what your receivers can do and trusting them to get there. And the thing I come back to also with Mayfield, you know, tight windows. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, you know, he all do- that criticism. Yeah, he doesn't need a big window nope. to get that ball in. He's he was he was whistling in to some narrow, vacant narrow gaps in the in the defense. His guys didn't need to have separation to make plays, and he was delivering the ball on the money. Yeah. Completely agree. I completely agree. And that that's something that we went into the week with certain criticisms, if you will, of each guy. You know, I, I come out of it saying, well, look, I, I saw some touch from Josh Allen, I especially we got to the red zone. I mean, he, he had a couple of nice passes. Yesterday he had that bootleg where he lofted it right over the defender as they'd come in on the oncoming. And if he would have rifled that thing, yeah, there's no, no chance. No yeah. chance at all. So he had that play yesterday. Showed some nice touch in the red zone simultaneously. Baker Mayfield just really consistent all week. Really, I mean, he just it never it never really dropped off for him. And that's the thing with Josh Allen. There were moments at times where you know he'd 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 be trying to get it to to go to happen, didn't work out. But he'd come back and throw a beautiful pass too. Yeah. I mean, so he 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 always bounced back. Yeah, Neither bounced. guy looked ever rattled mm-hmm. by the moment. And I think that's kind of what you wanted to see over the course of the week. 
Anything else as far as uh, pointing out on the north before we switch over to the south? I thought, you know, for the most part, what we saw over the course of the week. I know one guy we didn't, we haven't given a lot of love to, but I'd like to just for a moment is Justin Watson, wide receiver ever out of Pennsylvania. He he made some tough catches today, and he and he and he's also a guy that over look. I'm Justin Watson, late round guy that you know I'm not I'm not going to sit here and try to sell you that he improved draft stock substantially but he had a couple of plays today that I that I made note of that I I, I thought that he he came down with some tough catches I think he has improved his stock because I think he's turned himself in the last couple of weeks because he was also at the shrine game from someone who was probably right. a priority undrafted free agent to someone who I think is draftable now okay based on what he's done and certainly one of the things I like about him that size, if you can put him at the slot, he's you know, 6'2", 215, he can create some mismatches against some smaller corners. Yeah. Agreed. Yep, yep, yep. Good stuff, man. All right. Uh, otherwise, I think we're pretty good. Any of the defensive pass rushers really quick? You mentioned Holmes. thought he had a nice day. Can we go to Ray? Oh, yeah. yeah. Got Once it. again, I'm glad we, yeah. three days in a row yep. Yep. that he's made plays. Yeah, from Rutgers, outside linebacker. He, he's a good player. He is a good player. <laughs> He, he's fun, and, and he's another guy, kind of a mid-draft guy, I think, right now. Almost 6'5". I'd say he improved his stock a little bit. Yeah, and, you know, he's going to be fun on Saturday to watch because if he, if he makes some plays on Saturday, too, you know, the audience grows bigger because it's going to be on TV. Yeah, absolutely. That's another guy that could, that could improve his stock for yeah. sure. All right, let's switch over to the south side for just a little bit. And, of course, coming up uh, at the about 650, as you're listening, live in Denver, we're live on Radio Row here for the Reese's Senior Bowl. You're going to hear Deshaun Hand defensive lineman out of Alabama. <laughs> He's had a very nice week, as advertised. Could be a back into the first round, second round kind of guy. And uh, he's he's very entertaining, so uh, don't you don't want to miss that interview coming up. But who are some guys that stood out to you today? I'll start with you, Mace. Who, give me a couple guys that stood out to you. Jamon Moore, once again, out of Missouri. Yep. Uh, when yep. they were doing uh, the two-minute drill period, it was they, they split the series between Mike White and Brandon Silvers. White got them to midfield. Silvers took it the rest of the way. And Moore just makes a nice little post route mm-hmm. and gets a pass from Silvers that uh, in real time in game situations probably would have gone for a touchdown. It's one of the, you know, as I said before with the South team, you know, there were some hiccups today when it came to the offense. I mean, let's just, let's just say the quarterbacks, you know, had, had a mo- less moments – that were wow, and more moments of like, boy, this is gonna, this could be a really ugly game on Saturday. But Juwan Moore did have that really nice catch, and I, I agree with you. It, it, he has the physicality, I think, to be able to take that the distance. Yeah, no, I, I agree. He's uh, definitely got the, the physicality. Also, like uh, Daryl Chark, number seven yeah. from LSU, he made some catches. Yeah, today. he made several uh, really nice catches in traffic. Got that reverse, yeah, as well. Got the, yeah, got the reverse. I that think he, he ran got that in. Touchdown. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, um, he he's been been fairly consistent too. We've called, we've seen his name called several times, and he's uh-huh. he's risen to the occasion. Six three hundred ninety seven. We may have some different stats. I think you may have the official. Well, let me uh, get the stat. The official on him. On him. Yeah, well, I have him on this one as uh, six three one ninety seven. Yeah, so he's six two and five eighths one ninety six. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and also uh, like Greg Gilmore, the the nose tackle. Out of LSU as well, two LSU guys, six four, three hundred and twenty pounds. Uh, again, I you know one of the things I love looking for when I'm looking at nose tackles is when that guard, when that center and guard double team him, are they pushing him off of his spot? And 
they weren't able to do it. He was able to split those guys, get up in between them, and hold that guard off while the, the, the center tried to push him in his back, uh, creating a lot of congestion there, which is what the middle linebackers love because those, one of those two guys can't get off and block him. The offensive line for the South have some interesting prospects. And, of course, it's highlighted by Isaiah Wynn from Georgia, and he's a guy that could go in the back end of the first round, maybe second round. Bradley Bozeman at center from Alabama. You, I know, thought, what, you know what you're getting with him. Yes. Solid. Good week. Good yes. week from him. Alex Kappa had a very good week. I thought it, actually he got better as Humboldt the week State. went on out of Humboldt <laughs> State. And uh, Joseph Nopum, very consistent as well over the course of the week from TCU. There was a play that uh, Kappa had. He's going up against uh, uh, Shaquem Griffin out of Central yeah. Florida. That, that was a great move by Griffin. It was a great move by Griffin. I mean, it was it was a little bump. Like, basically, Kappa just gives him a hug. Yes. <laughs> takes him down yes. in one-on-one trails. Yes. Um, the other thing, and it's not necessarily a positive, but I needed to see more from Marcus Davenport. I'm glad you brought him up. And I just I'm glad you brought him I up. I just didn't see what – I expected to. I still think, he, like I said, I still think he's going to be a first-round pick, as I mentioned this morning. But he's got to finish better. I mean, and and Joseph Noteboom from TCU, when they went one-on-one and Noteboom was work, working at right tackle, he owned him. Yeah. And and Davenport pretty is, consistently this yeah, week. Da- sometimes Davenport was trying to go wide. Noteboom was guiding him wide. There was one today. He goes right. He bull rushes right at Noteboom, and all you know, and all he can do is just plow into him. And, yeah, he's pushing Note Boom back, but he's pushing him back away from the pocket. That's not going to do a pass rusher any good. It's not going to be disruptive. He, he probably right now at this point in his career doesn't have enough tools in his toolbox, although he has the, the, the uh, physical ability to do it. Again, when you're playing against top guys, you can't just use one technique or one just bull rush or speed move. You need a plethora of things in that in – that, uh, toolbox in order to uh, get past these guys. He did have a sack late in practice, mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll, give, I'll give him that it was, a, it was a great move that he put on. He was able to get to the quarterback. It was a better day, I thought, for Davenport, but I think Mace put it perfectly. You're still not seeing what's as advertised, what right. we thought we would see, and that doesn't change necessarily too much. Maybe but it's I just expected to pay too it. much of him. Maybe we all did. Well, and and he does look. He's coming from Conference USA. He's got to step up in class. Right. I mean, the physical tools are there, and I because of those, I think he's still going to end up in the first round. But I think coming into this week, you heard buzz that oh, he might be like a top ten, top fifteen pick, and you still hear that in some circles. I'm thinking, I don't see it. Let's just ease Not up on yet. that. He looks like a late first rounder to me yep yeah. i think and, that's that's way to look at it yeah, like, and like you say he's coming from a smaller division he's a guy that this type of game could boost him up into that you know top 15 top 10 pick but without showing and without without having your best performance that's just not going to happen all right when we come back deshaun hand defensive lineman from alabama we had a chance to talk to him following today's practice we'll bring you that conversation coming up next plus our final thoughts on today's practices, our coverage live from the Reese's Senior Bowl on Radio Row brought to you by Century Casino in Central City. Voted Denver's best casino six years running. Ryan Edwards, Andrew Mason, and Steve Atwater on Orange and Blue 760. All right, welcome back to the Reese's Senior Bowl. Our day three recap coverage brought to you by Century Casino in Central City. Voted Denver's best casino six years running. Ryan Edwards, Andrew Mason, 
and Steve Atwater. Listen to us weekdays from 10 a.m. to noon. I hope you enjoyed our coverage throughout the week. We've really had a blast talking to everybody back in Denver as we've been live here from Mobile, Alabama, covering the Senior Bowl. The Broncos coaching the North team. The Texans coaching the South team. The game, of course, will be on Saturday. We will have live coverage tomorrow Though the uh, practices are not uh, something that the media can attend, we will be on Radio Row uh, doing our shows. So uh, make sure you tune in tomorrow at 10 a.m. Uh, from interviews with Deshaun, uh, Deshaun Hamilton. Um, I imagine you'll hear we'll probably uh, play our Braxton Berrios, and we might even play this one coming up next here. Deshaun Hand from Alabama. Very entertaining guy. That was fun. That was fun to interview with. Yeah, it was really good. So we're going to play that for you right now. We'll wrap everything up following this. Our conversation with Deshaun Hand started out asking him how the week's gone. It's been amazing, man. It's a great learning experience. Just, you know, see where I'm at and what I got to work on. So, you know. Saw some good battles between you and uh, Isaiah Wynn. What do you kind of get out going against him on a play-by-play basis like that? I mean, it's just a dog against a dog. You know, we just sharpen it. Iron sharpen iron. So that's all it was. You know what I'm saying? It was just some good ball being played. Now, uh, have you learned anything from any of the coaches out there? And if so, what, what have you learned from them? Uh, yeah, just as far as alignment, um, uh, my footwork, just not stepping under myself, um, you know, my hand placement, and uh, just, you know, using strong hands. How was this week working with the Texans? Uh, it was amazing, man. It was a great experience, you know. And, uh, shoot, they interested. They know where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> how about how many other teams have talked to you over the course of the week besides, obviously, Houston? Yeah, I mean, I, I pretty much talked to every team. Um, and, I mean, it's just been a great experience. You know, it's, it's new for me. It's like a dream come true when you got, you know, NFL teams that have been on Madden that you've been playing since you was little, you know, talking to you. So it's just kind of like a video game but in real life. Now, what areas do you feel like you need to work on in your game uh, if you, if, to go to the next level? Do you feel like you're good? Right. No, um, it's, it's always room for improvement. Ain't nobody ever just good. You know I mean? Even the best player in the world, Tom Brady, uh, you know, Peyton Manning, Von Miller, they always working to, you know, get something better. So, I mean, um, but for me specifically, just, you know, staying uh, strong on that point of attack, not getting too high, and uh, just keep moving my feet. What kind, of impression, what kind of impression are you hoping you left on this coaching staff and as well as the other coaches you talked to? One, that I'm a hard worker on and off the field. Um, you know, I'm genuine. I'm honest. I'm a great athlete. Uh, you can put me anywhere. You can feel comfortable with me out there. I'm a quick learner. And uh, I'm personable. I mean, shoot, you know. Uh, <laughs> I get along with everybody, you know. And if you don't like me, I don't know why. So, yeah. Right, right. How much does it help you coming from Alabama doing a lot of pro-style concepts defensively to help you make the jump to the next level? No, it was great because I had two great coaches as a D-line and, you know, overall just the staff in general. You know, you got uh, Kirby Smart, Coach Pruitt. Then for the D-line coaches, you got Bo Davis and uh, Carl Dunbar. So, you know, and then saving, I mean, I mean, it just speaks alone, you know, so, yeah. Do you feel most comfortable as a defensive end or, you know, outside linebacker? Which which one? No, why well, you put me on the outside, man. Uh, I want to be inside. I want to be a three technique. So, okay. Yeah, but, you know, if need be, I'll do whatever I have to do. But, uh, yeah, I want to go as three tech. Mm-hmm. What was the reaction putting in a rookie at halftime in that game? Uh, I mean, we, we kind of talked about it. Yeah. I can't think of any other anybody other than Nick Saban that could do something like that and it all works out just fine. You know, to be honest, I mean, it, it really wasn't no shocker. Be if, if, if somebody's out there, it's out there for a reason, you know. So it's just new to y'all. But, I mean, we, they always been balling, man. In practice, everybody balls. So it's no, it's, it's no shocker to us. When you're in it like that, do you, do you have a chance to kind of appreciate the fact that you go to those national championship games in a row year after year? And what kind of remarkable accomplishment is to keep getting there year after year? 
I mean, it's a great accomplishment. I mean, just imagine if you was a hunter, you know, back in the day, uh, you know, when it was caveman days, you sharpening your tools, you watching prey uh, for a whole year. And when that big buffalo come around, you done already went through so many drills all year and, and it's there. And, you know, you got to make all the right moves. Even if you mess up, you, you got plan B's and C's and D's and E's. You know, you got so many plans, so you can't mess up and you can have your food for the rest of the year while you train for the next year. So then that's, that's just what it is. <laughs> that was great. That was Deshaun Hand. C-D-E-F-T yeah. plans. Got all kinds of plans. Hunting Buffalo. That was not the response I expected when I asked that question. No. And, and I had and I had, a, I had a follow-up, but I was like, I can't top that. So let's just end it right here. That was perfect. That was Deshaun Hand from Alabama. You said it, Steve, right after we talked to him. He said he wanted to be a three-tech, an interior defensive lineman. You said that uh, you'd like to see him maybe put on a little bit of weight in order to play that at the pro level. Yeah, I mean, he he has the build uh, as as an edge guy, a DN or a uh, edge rusher, man. Um, but hey, he, he likes to be in the middle. That's where he feels most comfortable. Uh, it may be uh, a difficult transition for him to go out there, but um, he's yeah. six foot three and six eighths, uh, two eighty two. Yeah, that's gonna. Uh, he's got to be a little heavier than that. Yes, yeah, that's, that's a little light for up in the middle. That three technique. But uh, but but about the right height, I think that that's exactly what you're looking for there, and. I mean, look, he he played uh, in Alabama. He was able to survive there, did just fine. So, yeah, and he, he was a guy that I pointed out after the championship that I thought had a, had a nice game. And yeah, he may be able to put on, you know, extra twenty pounds. You know, get twelve. What twelve? Give him up to three hundred. Three bills. You're gonna need at least three bills up in that middle. Get into that key lime pie, huh? come on now hey we're uh we're getting ready to uh, enjoy our final meal together here yeah uh, coming up after the show all right guys uh just a couple minutes left here and again if you uh missed any parts of this we'll post this on podcast later on at orangeandblue760.com as well as you can find all of our uh, breakdowns throughout the course of the week uh six to seven recap shows as well as our show from 10 a.m to noon and tomorrow, of course, we'll be back on live here from Radio Row at the Reese's Senior Bowl. Uh, overall impressions, guys. Let's uh, get a kind of a, a rounded out here for just a moment. What kind of thoughts do you, you're going to leave this week with? It's a good draft class. I mean, there's, you know, I kind of say there's something for everybody. There's even something for everybody at the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. You know, Josh Allen and Baker Mayfield, they're different types of quarterbacks. I think Baker Mayfield is much closer to being ready to step in and play than Josh Allen is. And, you know, I, I don't – I hope this isn't – this doesn't sound like confirmation bias, but <laughs> what I saw from Baker Mayfield is exactly what we saw at Oklahoma, but, mm-hmm. but turned up a notch because I think the bigger thing is that he's getting the ball into even tighter windows than he was at Oklahoma. That's a real positive sign. I think he did what he needed to do. And I think Josh Allen did what he needed to do, especially today, to show day-to-day improvement over the course of the week. He's a better quarterback now than he was on Tuesday. Yeah, no, I agree with Mason's assessment of the quarterbacks, absolutely. Um, again, I came in here, I mean, I, I was already impressed with his college performance and, you know, what he showed uh, on film. I wanted to really see uh, what kind of size he had. Mm-hmm. So once, you know, he he weighed, he, he measured up just fine. But then just to see him work his magic on uh, at the quarterback position this week was nothing short of amazing to me. And, again, uh, he got in there 
you know, he missed the previous day's meeting, but as may uh, let us know, he was emailed the playbook, and it shows that he he's been in that playbook. Uh, he knew what he was doing when he stepped on the field, took command of that offense, and uh, put the ball where it needed to be. Great timing. He made his offensive players better, and I think um, this guy is going to have a a really great career in the NFL. I agree, and he's going to have an opportunity, hopefully to be picked by the Broncos at number five as we all came away this week. Very impressed with him. Very impressed with both quarterbacks there in the top five, but uh, we'll end up seeing how the combine goes. Hey, thank you to Kevin Steveson back at the studio for producing and working uh, very tirelessly all week long. Great stuff. Thank you to Tim Spence for producing out here. I'll give a shout-out to Brandon Cristal doing great work as well. For Andrew Mason, Steve Atwater, I'm Ryan Edwards. This has been our recap show on Orange and Blue 760.